Hello, my name is Monica Matea. I'm your host in the Awaken Light Project podcast. I help women to step into their power and brilliance so that they can live the life they fully deserve with confidence and alignment. In this podcast, I share tips around how you can transform your health, career, relationships and wealth so that you can take actions every day. Hello and welcome to the next episode of my podcast. It's number 58. And as I said in the previous one, during November I'm focusing on sugar, on health and in particular uh, sugar addiction, why we can't resist sugar, what to do to to balance sugar levels and how we can be more aware around sugar retreats. We are in November and we are coming up to obviously Thanksgiving in America, but also uh, in December, end of December, we have Christmas. So there will be plenty, plenty of opportunities for sugar everywhere. And today I want to talk about why we can't resist sugar. And it's interesting because I have been doing a little bit of uh, research myself, a little bit of analysis. And of course, there are different reasons for that. But I want to first start with the thing that basically sugar is everywhere. And sugar has been accepted as societal norm to deal with problems. You know, when whenever we think about people being happy, enjoying the time or rewarding somebody something for something like we reward children, there is always and quite often a sugary treat involved. So it has been accepted as the just normal thing in the society to give when we are not feeling well or to celebrate something. So it is just available everywhere and is accepted as a societal uh, norm and quite often I have a question or maybe some kind of comments like oh, but we need a bit of sweetness in my la- in in our lives we need this we need this treat is so good to have that really good nice sugary treat and I don't deny that we all do but we have to also remember there are people who seriously are struggling with their health and their health condition and actually I have a lot of clients with you know who have been diagnosed with pre-diabetes or are actually type 2 diabetes and I'm myself type 1 diabetes and the thing is I have to resist the sugar right because I know that too much of it for my body where my body doesn't automatically uh, produce the insulin it's, it's just the killer. It, it really is. And the longer I have the diabetes, uh, the more a potential problem I can have in my body. I have been diabetic for over 27 years. I don't have any serious problems as such, but I'm absolutely aware what might happen if I don't have it under control. And I totally sympathize with my clients where they go and have, are asked to celebrate and uh, and they just need to find that balance between actually having a treat and not really being so that it's not detrimental to their health obviously we can't resist sugar from the evolutionary point of view Our, the brain consumes sugar so the main fuel for the brain is actually sugar but also what is interesting that the sugar that the brain suffers from excess sugar so 
we sometimes call uh, Alzheimer or dementia as a type 3 diabetes because it is linked to excess sugar and, and how it basically impacts our cognitive functions. Uh, we have to imagine that we have very small vessels in our brain and when they are impacted by excess sugar and, and in the long term, when we have this elevated sugar levels, it's just basically not good for our uh, brain. But overall, what happens is our brain needs sugar and it's the easiest, the most accessible energy. Therefore, we're going to crave it. We're going to need it. And, and quite often we can't resist. We also have a lot of triggers around this. So I was talking to one of my clients. She said, like, I can't resist the sugary cereals for breakfast because when I smell it, it just all comes back to me from my childhood. There was always plenty of uh, sugary cereals for breakfast and I, I just recognized the smell. So for that, for this, for my client, is a trigger. The same could be a trigger when we uh, watch uh, something and there is a commercial of of the chocolate you know can trigger some exertion of and even enzymes and we just crave that chocolate because it's a trigger and um, and it really our brain associates this with quick energy but that's just it right um, and we quite often our body has to deal with massive copious amounts of sugar from the food and and it just goes into the cycle of ins uh, on uh, releasing a lot of insulin and then uh, trying to get the sugar down and over the time we build the insulin resistance um, and therefore we're just basically living with the higher level uh, of sugar um, in our bloodstream which is dangerous for our body our body uh, exerts insulin uh, because it knows that excess uh, sugar in our bloodstream is just toxic. It kills the cells. Um, it really uh, contributes to, yes, cognitive decline, but also overall aging, especially of our very um, vulnerable <laughs> or very delicate vessels, especially in our heart as well. It makes our blood thicker and all of that. So we are aware of potential consequences of higher sugar levels, but we still can't resist. But we have been designed that way, unfortunately. The other thing is the more con we consume sugar, the more we crave it. So there is research ongoing, obviously, but has been discovered so far. There is certain bacteria that it basically lives on sugar in your gut. And when your gut microbiome is not balanced and we actually have a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of simple sugars in our diet, we're going to crave more and quite often is dictated uh, by our gut. As we know that gut is our second brain. So if our second brain is uh, calling for some of the things like sugar, we will just very, it will be very difficult to resist the sugar uh, overall. And sometimes I work with a with the clients. We do a bit of a cleansing at the very beginning, and of course, the first few days are so so difficult for them, because um, you know they 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 do it. It's very difficult not to, just to cut off the sugar, and sugar is everywhere. So it's gonna be dry fruits. It could be added to different things. It can it's gonna be in milk. It's gonna be everywhere. So it, it's a learning process. But once they are through this, through the few days, they start to notice that um, 
they crave sugar less and less because a they increase the self-awareness around it but also they start balancing their microbiome they eat better they eat good nutrients therefore their body is not craving that in the same amount as it used to so it is interesting that that's what we crave um that that's why we may crave or just basically can't resist the sugar another thing is unprocessed emotions you know as i said at the very beginning we treat sugary treats as the treat and as a reward for something so if there is a reward our it's a kind of that instant gratification uh, because we had a bad day we had a difficult time we have a difficult time with relatives with children at work and we relate to sugary treats especially uh, now there is a research showing that men would go probably to more savory things uh, whereas women would more crave like a fat uh, sweet things so we not always crave the sweet things some people especially male uh, would crave uh, salty things quite often but salt and sugar is really the same evil <laughs> to be honest and and it's just because we can't resist it we want to feel good in this moment it's very hard for us to process all these difficult emotions uh, we uh, yes that's what we do we go into the sugar and we try to um you know substitute it for feeling bad or having the bad day like we deserve it because we work hard and and I don't deny that we should have a, a treat for as long as it's our own choice and it's not dictated by the way we feel about it now we have the craving actually could be that that's that definitely quite often it is in this kind of um, lack of resistance to sugar because Craving is a very strong desire to have something, but also noticing the absence of something. So we have, we don't have it right now and we want it right now. So we become a little bit more obsessive. And I'm not saying that a lot of this is happening on the conscious level because it does not. It quite often happens on subconscious level. We don't know. It's automatic behavior somewhere coded in our past and we go into do and doing that, right? So it's all about asking the question, why I'm reaching out for it what is going on with me but with the curiosity not judgment uh, because what happens after craving is this massive uh, sugar crash where we absolutely hate ourselves that we eat ate that right or that we ate that amount of of the sugary treats and we go into that vicious vicious circle unfortunately so yeah there are different things first of all this is how you know if in the summary you want to say that this is how body are designed for quickest we need carbohydrates for the quickest easiest energy our body is designed to have some sugar especially our brain our sugar is the is the fuel for our brain but of course also the toxin the massive toxin in excess so we have to be careful and find that right balance um, then obviously our diet overall and when we are tired and we don't sleep well uh, we are stressed all of that influence actually our gut microbiome anyway like stress people will have probably more sugar retreats than when you we don't have stress and now uh, people ask me, well, I always stress. I can't, I don't even know the life without stress. And it's only not about not having stress. It's being able to manage it and, and increase that self-awareness. And the last thing is, is just in summary, is 
you know, the, the, the unprocessed emotions of, of wanting that reward now uh, and that instant gratification now. Um, and quite often we go and reach out for something sweet. It's like kind of icing on the cake. We just want it. Uh, we want it now. We want to feel better now. And it's better to have that than sit down and process our emotions. And there are several ways you can obviously stop that. Stop all the circles but it's uh, of cycles and and all of that. For, for some of us, it will be more complicated than for others. Uh, but for a lot of us, increasing a little bit of self-awareness, practicing the questioning bit as well, getting curious around, around why we can't resist sugar, and then understanding our dietary requirements and our food labels, what we actually buy and what is hidden. There is a lot of sugar hidden everywhere. And it's that could be even enough, increasing awareness and getting better and better over time. But in some cases, it's more complex. It may lead to eating disorders as well. So for some people, it's easier. For for other people, it may just require a little bit more time and working maybe even with somebody to get that uh, resolved if that it becomes really impacting um, your life. So just to finish this off, uh, I'm going to be addressing all of that in my three-day sugar um challenge which is coming and starting on the 25th of November and I want to get you off the blood sugar roller coaster because it's not good for your body it's not good for your energy it's not good for your clarity um, but also it's not good for the balance and in in your life and being addicted to something really is not a nice thing <laughs> So we will be discovering different things and you can sign up and there is a link in the show note. Uh, in, the, in there, you're going to get free, um, free part video series about sugar, about the craving, about the optimum carb plan, something to get you going, something to make you think what would you like achieve for yourself. And, um, and let's do this let's do it let go of perfection but i'm really inviting you to join this uh, challenge if you have been struggling with sugary things uh, for a long time i know it can be very hard and difficult so i'm here to help you and support you have a nice week and i hope to hear from you at some point subscribe to this uh, podcast leave me a review other people can find it as well and let's do it together let's build a beautiful health beautiful health legacy for ourselves for our families free of this um free of sugar i must say you know but not in a way that oh i can't have anything sweet but treating the sugary sugar as something that balance our diet rather than something that we feel addicted to then feel feel that we have to have it all right Okay, so take care and all the best.